Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 49 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have Heidi Haroldson. She is a model, an Instagram influencer, and a talent agency owner. She is a boss babe. She is also the queen of boundaries. When I met Heidi, I was instantly attracted to her energy and how well and eloquently she drew boundaries. And that was around everyone she came in contact with. It was so inspiring and motivating, I had to have her on the podcast. On today's episode, she walks us through her recovery journey and how a 30-day cleanse turned into three years of sobriety and counting. So let's get into it. Let me ask you a question. Have you been sober for a while and you're feeling a bit stagnant? Maybe life is kind of at a plateau and you're not sure where to go to from here? Or maybe you're new to sobriety, sober curious even, and you're not sure how to find a group, support, or where to turn. Look no further. August group coaching is starting in just a few weeks, and we would love to have you. If you're looking for support from like-minded women, this is for you. If you're looking to expand your personal growth, this is definitely for you. If you're looking for tools, strategies to implement into your life, ASAP, this is for you. Head on over to a sobergirlsguide.com and check out group coaching today. Hope to see you there. Heidi, I am so excited to talk to you. I I mean, you have so much stuff going on. You are an agency owner. You are a model. You are a influencer. I know is that like is that is that term over now or like what are we calling <laughs> It always makes me feel a little bit squeamish because I'm like, influencer? Like, it has this weird pressure associated with it for me. But you know what? 
blogger influencer it is what it is i okay sure we can call me that <laughs> cool and you also work in a bar and you're sober yes yes oh and don't forget dog mom that is and one of my dog mom <laughs> i do it all all the time she does it all oh my gosh so one thing that really stood out to me when you were over at the house a couple days ago um mm-hmm. i really was attracted to your really nice defined boundaries and how you know because we were having a housewarming party and i just it really struck me how you're like you know what i need to go home and chill i need to go home and take care of myself i would obviously love to be here with you girls but you just had this just this confidence and this air to you that you just peace and you just needed to go home and you know, it was like the ultimate form of self-care. And I was so drawn to that. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't even think about it at the time. But but yeah, yeah. I, I do. I really do honor my boundaries now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just speaking a little bit about that and that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I started noticing this this ability to honor my own boundaries in ex- like just without any excuses. Um, but yeah, right when I quit drinking, because I felt like I'd, I made this decision that kind of went against a lot of my, what my friends were doing, people in the mm-hmm. industry, whether it was modeling or hospitality. And I didn't, I didn't care what people said, oh, come on, or why are they whatever. I was just like, no, mm-hmm. this is what's right for me. This is what's helped my life. And it was like making this massive decision that went against the grain and a lot of my friends and coworkers. Um, it made me so comfortable in my own skin because like, it's just kind of different from whatever when everyone else was doing. And, mm. and I didn't lose really anyone important. You know, everyone still accepted me. So making that right. decision has made me more confident in any decision, even if it's not, uh, I don't know, quote unquote normal, what other people are doing, you know, everyone's okay. like, hey, let's do a barbecue. And it sounds fun and everything, but I'm in that moment. I'm feeling a little bit like I need to be an introvert. I need to go home and, and recharge and I'm okay speaking up now. Because mm. I've practiced, I've practiced almost on a daily basis for three years, honoring that I needed to quit drinking. And that is a decision that, again, a lot of the people I surround myself are not there. And that's cool, but I'll right. talk about it. I'm not shy about it. I, I made the decision. And yeah, other things have just kind of um, gone with that as well. As I've made that decision and honored myself, I've just, I've become really, I think, the most true confident form of myself ever from making this one decision to quit drinking wow oh my gosh i just got chills it's like just the power and conviction coming up like from your voice is just so inspiring i wanted to back it up and talk about what it was like before the three years you know take a little trip down memory lane what um what was your drinking like? like? What led you to getting sober? So I was a, I was a habitual drinker. I, I think I drank mm-hmm. about once or twice a week, but I wasn't, you know, the girl having a couple glasses of wine. I was definitely binging. Mm-hmm. And I had surrounded myself with people in the hospitality industry, fashion film, where everyone was kind of doing this. So I didn't, I didn't see it as a problem. However, right. I turned 25 and the hangovers changed. My mental, um, what's the word? Kind of like the... I don't know, my mental state was changing. Maybe, maybe it's my brain's chemistry, my body, or a lack of being able to process 
the alcohol and the depressant qualities, but I noticed it. And I didn't, I didn't make the connection at first to alcohol. I actually thought mm-hmm. I was becoming depressed. And a, a few of my oh, friends, wow. yeah, a few of my friends were on antidepressants and it just seemed really normal. And I was talking to them about a month before I quit drinking. And I was like, you know, I think it's time for me to see a psychologist, shrink, you know, maybe get on some antidepressants. I'm just having these a lot of dark down days where I can't get out of bed. And it's Mm. just like my productivity is so low. Like I'm getting an email from my company. um, I'm a talent agency, right? And I just Mm -hmm. like my my reaction time isn't there and I just nothing can motivate me. So my friends are like, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, we've been on antidepressants for a few years and it's helped us. And then Mm -hmm. it was like the universe kind of aligned. I had a a partner at the time, boyfriend, and he Mm -hmm. said, you know, babe, I'm going back to school. I kind of want to do a cleanse. Would you like to do it with me? 30 days, no drinking, you know, no shitty food, working out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds great. Why not? You know, let's get shredded for summer and you're going back to school. So we did it. And towards the end of the, the four weeks, like all those dark down days disappeared. And wow, like it was just like an instant life fix. And I was like, wait a second, this isn't, I'm not a depressed person. I don't, I don't able to, to drink anymore. Like I wasn't able to handle the hangovers, the depressing qualities of alcohol snuck up on me. And it was just wild. I was like, you know what? I said to him, I'm going to do another month. And then another month was six months. And after six months, he was kind of like, you know, missing his beers with his buddies. And, and he was like, he, he couldn't really relate to me about those deep, dark depression days. So he um, okay. went back, drinking, not binging per se, but a casual drinker. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do a year. And then I got to a year and was like, I don't want to go back. And I had this like, wow. this feeling, I was like, almost terrified. And I still feel hmm. terrified when I think about those dark days where I couldn't get out of bed and I don't care how amazing the party sounds like, or how like, Oh, what about like, like the taste of that wine or the beer? Like when people start like, kind of like fantasizing drinking for me, nothing will taste or feel as good to be able to sacrifice how good I feel now. And I mean, like not Mm. like obviously sometimes, you know, PMS or like I'll have a shitty day, but like I haven't felt that like manic dark state in three years. And to me, Whoa. that tells me this was the right move. And, you know, I, I just don't, I can't, I can't go back. You know, like it's, it's just too good now. And I'm, I'm so conscious. And like, you know what I said before mm-hmm. about confidence, like I'm so confident in the decisions I make now. Back in the day, there'd be a lot of times I'd go out and I was just going out because everyone was going out. I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to have another drink, but it was like, ah, one more, you know, last call all of a sudden. And that wasn't me. I was just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I was sheep. I was just uh, going with the flow because that's what you do. I don't do that anymore. If I don't want to like go to a party, I won't go. If I don't want to go to a concert, if I don't want to pick up an extra shiv in the nightclub, I won't. I'm honoring myself because I'm like the truest version of myself, if, if that kind of makes sense. It makes complete sense. I and I could <laughs> not agree. I could not agree with that. Those feelings and emotions. Hell yes. That it's is exactly great. how I feel too. It's amazing. Wow. And it's so powerful. It and it's also kind of so funny how one little kind of maybe seemingly insignificant change at first could mm-hmm. bring forth all this power and confidence we have in ourselves. It's already there. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think I had it inside. I just, I needed to, 
I needed to make one, like like you said, almost it seemed insignificant. It was just this little 30 day cleanse. And then it snowballed and became this big thing that ultimately is a huge part of what defines me. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I want to like, sounds really cheesy, but I want to yell it on a rooftop. This is who I am. And this changed my life. You know, because <laughs> like yeah. to, to figure it out. I, I love to hear that people no longer need the crutch of alcohol and, and drugs, you know, like, and again, I'm not, yes. I don't know if I've said this yet, but I really do not judge people who know moderation or, you know, people mm-hmm. who can go out and, you know, drink or party or whatever. And they don't um, feel like how I did. Yeah, it works for some mm-hmm. people. I'm not. I'm not pointing mm-hmm. the like that's bad and whatever. But if I hear someone and they say to me, "It's a crutch," or "I'm feeling uncomfortable," or the word "struggle," those sort of things, and I'm going to open up and I'm going to try and try and help, or at least steer them, steer them in a direction of someone who's more specialized, such as yourself, um, if I can, right. be, because I know there are a lot of people who privately struggle, or or they don't even know that it's a struggle until they until they remove it, you know. Right. I mean, especially like their choices of words around alcohol, like, oh, yeah. I need a glass of wine. Oh, cringe. Like every time. You every don't time. need it. Oh, it's t- every time I hear that, I like, I used to just kind of like inside cringe, but now I'll be like, but do you need it? Because I mean, what about, <laughs> what about just taking four seconds to breathe out? Like really, really slow mm. and four seconds to breathe in. How good do you feel when you do that? I know it's a little like, you know, hippy dippy, like whatever, but it's like a, it's almost like an instant form of meditation and it just like lowers your anxiety and can be like an instant fix. Like we have this all inside. We have the ability right. to release endorphins and serotonin, dopamine, all those things. We just, again, the crutch, it seems easier to go, after you have that glass of wine or joint or mm-hmm. whatever, right? But like, right with, with practice, as you as you know, Jess, like we can can do that ourselves. We can't. We just gotta practice, or, or surround yourself with people who who have the same beliefs and practices, right? And then it becomes easier. Yeah, absolutely. Do you believe that? you know, we're kind of taught to look outside of ourselves because it's a little bit easier than, I don't know, sitting with yourself and figuring it out. <laughs> Definitely. I think a lot of people are are scared to look within. Um, and it does, mm-hmm. it seems easier. Like, like one thing I notice is a lot of people who habitually party love to talk mm-hmm. about when they let loose finally, you know, like these hilarious stories. Um, and it's like, they finally have the excuse. Well, I was drunk. Right. But if I'm just to kind of share, uh, you know, like a, a funny story of me, like goof around or like whatever, it, it's almost looked at differently. Like when I embrace my inner child from a sober perspective and I don't, I don't like hmm. that. I really, it's something that I'm like struggling with right now. And maybe it's like something I just need to get over, but, or maybe, or maybe people aren't hmm. looking at me weird and I've just something that I need to work on. But I just, yeah, I, I find that like, I don't know. What can you speak on that at all, or is that anything you ever? Yeah, know? I mean, do you do you feel like you're being judged? Kind of sometimes. Like I don't know. I just went to like this okay. festival sober, and I was just like okay. running around like a kid and being crazy and wild and having fun and dancing really free. And, and a couple people were right. like, "I can't believe you're sober. Like, how do you do that sober?" And they kind of scrunched up their face in an odd way. And I was like, "Yeah, but you wouldn't say the same <laughs> if I was like drinking or on drugs, right? Like, it's just like." 
I'm, I can right, do everything right, right. you do sober because I'm just comfortable and confident, right? And I just wish people yeah. wouldn't get so like weird about it, I guess, right? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Yeah, so, so what po- kind of pops into my mind is... <laughs> It's projection. Like it they is. almost kind of might wish they they could be like you and be wild and free and happy and enjoying themselves, like sans booze. Yeah. You know, like you not, not needing not needing that substance or not needing something to give them the the excuse to be fun and silly and mm-hmm. like a kid again. That's so because, true. You know, we're 20 or we're almost 30 and we need to like buckle down and you know ah, be serious screw that kind of always got you somewhere <laughs> i think like it's really beautiful when people visit their inner child and it's one of the things that i want to like get out there in my blogging um online mm. or just like when i'm walking down the street whatever like anytime i, I want to show people that it's okay because it's so beautiful and it's like an instant release of like endorphins and serotonin all those happy chemicals and stuff in your brain um when you do that when you just let go that's i think that's the best way you know to describe it letting go and it's all there we've just like you said we're just sort of taught to quiet it and be a certain way and yeah okay sometimes Mm -hmm. we got to be professional and like whatever but a lot of times you can just have fun and kick back and relax and laugh and be goofy. And it, it's just, it's great. You don't, you don't need to, well, I don't anyhow need to have a couple of drinks to do it anymore. I can just go out to a concert and dance like a maniac. I don't care what people are. 
feels good. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. How do you, how do you personally tap into your inner child? Hmm. I definitely think the people I surround myself with. Um, okay. My roommate, she also uh, doesn't drink. She's a year into her cool. sobriety. And I just find every day we're, we're bouncing off each other with creative ideas or silly jokes mm. or just like have us in tears laughing. So, so it's definitely like who I surround myself with. Like, okay. My, my closest, my other uh, really close friend, 24 years, her and I are just, I feel like we never grew up as far as our relationship. We make the same stupid jokes we did about five years old and now. Mm-hmm. And it's just that level of like comfort with these people. Um, mm-hmm. that I can, you know, it's just like, there's just zero judgment there. And then the more time I spend with them joking and being silly and playful, I can start doing that with others. And, and again, like that practice, right? Anything you yeah. practice becomes like a part of who you are and and just like second nature you're just yeah I, I get that uh description to my personality a lot for my friends um young-hearted Heidi not immature just mm. young-hearted and I'm okay with that oh I love that right that's a great compliment yes it is. At first, I was like, at first I was like what do you mean like well, I'm a little girl or something They're like no 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 just young-hearted and then as I yes. thought about it and put down my guard I was like okay I like that that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I when I think of that, I I think it totally describes you because you're so bright and light and just like poppy and yeah. full of energy, like everything that like a young hearted person would be. I think I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for observing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. how did you get into modeling? How did you get into that profession? So it's kind of a funny story. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily scouted, but I had a mm-hmm. friend, I had a friend who was uh, starting a bikini line and she needed a model with measurements similar to mine. She didn't want, you know, a super tall, really skinny, flat chested model. She wanted someone with more of, um, you know, not curvy, but like a, a different size body and, and fuller breasts okay. to fill out more and she's like hey it's just a really simple e-commerce meaning like her website photos um in a studio Mm -hmm. front back side i was terrified when she asked me i was actually really really shy this was 10 years ago and um i was at college and i was struggling with my communications class because it was centered around public speaking and Mm. asked me i wanted to say no but i ended up saying yes because i thought you know maybe this will help me with some of my um presenting in college And I had like a a year end project coming up where I was going to have to speak in front of like. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. 
It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. I think 400 odd people. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. It'll help me with my, you know, body, my body image and my self-confidence. And yeah, I, I did the campaign. I was no joke throwing up in the bathroom with nerves in between. Uh, I was, I was just a mess. Right. But I did mm-hmm. it. And then a couple months later, she asked me to do her runway show. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. Whoa. Right? Like this is like a whole other level. Like before it was just a few of us on set. But again, I, I instantly wanted to say no. And then I pushed myself because I really, really wanted to come out of my shell. And I ended up um, doing the runway show. And out of, I think like 12 or between 12 to 15 models, I was like the first one to walk. And I did three walks. And the first one, again, shaking, sick to my stomach. Second one, starting to feel the music, bouncing off the crowd. Mm-hmm. Third walk, I was like a Victoria's Secret angel doing that, like Victoria's Secret runway <laughs> show, like working it, spinning. Like I was like vibing off the crowd, like loving it. And I, I was like, what? I like this. Like I'm half naked and there's all like these hundreds of people here and I'm working it. Like, I don't know. The energy was just like to the next level and, and the fear kind of melted away. So I liked it and I wanted to do more. Um, just as kind of like a part-time thing to, to almost, it started off as proving it to myself that I could do it. And um, that okay. first year, um, I wanted to build a book that had a little bit of everything. Commercial modeling gigs, bridal, editorial, you name it. I had a list and I wanted to go through it. And I worked really hard with different brands and agencies and um, photographers to build it. And at the end of the year, I was really happy with what I'd created. And I had to kind of look within and say, what now? Do I continue doing that? Yeah. Do I, I use my business degree and keep on um, working in offices? What do I do? And about a year later, I started getting offers of paid gigs. I was like, what? People want to pay me for this? And, and, and better interviews with agents. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, because I'm 5'7", I'm right? And my measurements aren't that like what right. I thought was a model. But I was working really hard and had a lot of, you know, like shoots that I'd done in, in one year. So I guess that showed that... I was determined and that I had ver- versatility. So I got an agent and a couple weeks in, they asked me to lose a few inches off my waist, like two or three. Okay. Ooh, size two. So I was like, what? No, 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 no. I felt really uncomfortable. And then I talked to them about getting a tattoo, um, something that really meant yeah. to me on my ribs about inner strength. And they told me that they were going to drop me if I did that. And I was like, well, why? And they're Ooh. like, well, because with your larger natural breasts, like the only thing we can really see promoting you for is swimmer and lingerie modeling. And I was like, what? No way. I can, oh. I can do this or this and or, or commercial and the cattle. I was just sort of like, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to just be like pigeonholed as one type of model. So I dropped them. I said, no way. And I was like, you know what? Screw that agency. I'm going to be a freelance model and I'm going to be successful. And I worked every wow. hour at my office job, the weekends after work. Like I booked myself silly. Um, I ended up, like getting on like it sounds weird but a couple billboards in town and and got a lot of like 
like wow local notice people started noticing me and booking me and um this is Mm -hmm. about seven years ago before instagram's algorithms came into effect so the followers started snowballing at a way quicker than they than you can now just because back then really no one locally had like i had think i had around 10k so my online Mm -hmm. following snowballed and i just yeah it went it went really well like as a freelance model and people started asking um well like any suggestions anyone else you know who's a professional um reliable freelance model and i suggest a group of about 10 of my girlfriends and then Mm -hmm. my girlfriends were having issues learning how to invoice or how to follow up with payment or just Mm. how to be a successful freelance model so i started like managing them without knowing i was managing them and then oh okay so that's kind of the beginning of the agency was like it happened without me even knowing i just i just love i love seeing those around me um you know come up with me i don't want to i'm not that person who's like feeling competitive about other actors or models or bloggers or agents. I really do consider other agencies, my brother and sister agencies and other models and bloggers, you know, friends and, and we're all unique. Why not build up each other? So one day I was like super exhausted after like an office work day and, and booking a bunch of gigs for my friends and myself and my partner my boyfriend at the time said like, like Heidi, you're basically an agent. Why don't you just get registered, look into getting a license and starting a company? And I remember the feeling I had when he asked me that. I was shook. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, 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 no. That's way too scary. Um, uh-uh. Like I love yeah. she a little paycheck every two weeks with his office job. I just do this because it's fun. He's like, Yeah, but like you do it and you're exhausting yourself and you're not making any money. Like you could make the same money as your office job, if not more, and create something powerful in the community if you just, if you're brave and do it. So with his help Mm. and support and support of my friends and family, I uh, slowly took me about six months. I quit my office job and I took a job in hospitality, which was like really tough to do after being out of the hospitality industry for a few years. I felt like I'd take a huge step back, but I now know like how essential that was to startup costs Mm. um, and not putting any pressure, um, to succeed at first, you know, a lot of people, I think yes. when you, you can probably relate, like things are struggling. You're like, well, okay, I'll just take, I'll take anything. Right. Like, so I could be selective Yep, and I could create a brand more so. Yeah. Like I remember we were getting offers of like, uh, Oh, you got any girls who could do like topless poker gigs and, and weird, like, you know, sort of escorty things. And I was like, Oh God, like they're throwing all this money. Whoa. It was just, you know, cause Vancouver does have that dark underbelly. And I was able Mm -hmm. to say with such great confidence, absolutely not. Even though we had like no money in the bank, I didn't want to do that. That's not what the brand I wanted to create. And uh, one of the huge reasons why I was able to stay true to my morals, ethics and standards was because I had another way to pay the bills. And yeah, I'm really, really thankful that I put aside my ego and took that hospitality job, which... Hey, guess what? Five mm-hmm. years later, I still have it because I love it. <laughs> it's great when, uh, right. when one of my companies is a little slower. It's just such a blessing to have it. So, so that's kind of like my quick, well, a little bit long winded, but <laughs> story of like <laughs> to agents. And yeah, yeah. Just, the main thing with my agency when I started it is I wanted to make sure that everyone is heard and has a voice. And then I'm going for like, coffees and having phone calls with people they're not just a number they're not just agency fee mm-hmm. i will never tell someone they cannot get a tattoo they have to lose weight change their hair i will 
always work with you who you are and what you're doing as long as you're building on your skill set and you're updating your portfolio mm. to reflect what you currently look like, you know, because why, why should you tell someone they're going to book more if they lose weight or change their look? Just embrace them for who they are, yeah. for, for gosh sakes, you know? And it's what, yeah, five years exactly. I haven't, I've never gotten like a casting director or a client call me and say, oh, you know, John Smith, he'd be so great if he was just a little bit more shredded or, or like a little taller. No, they've never said that ever. They're mm-hmm. accepting who I'm putting forward based on their resumes and portfolios and, and what I say about them and their, you know, reliability and professionalism. And I think that's, right. I can say with great confidence, that's a sign of a good, a true agent is someone who's willing to work with you and grow with you, not change you. Totally. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's such, it's so refreshing. I know it's so sad to say, but it is, it's very refreshing because everyone wants to change you when we can just focus on what we have and build on that and build on those skills and the good stuff. It's so easy to look at the bad stuff. Oh yeah. Well, not, it's not all, it's not even bad. It's just different. It's true. (laughs) That's what this industry was for me for a lot of years. And it made me feel icky and it made me want to like leave it. But instead I just Mm -hmm. persevered and fought it and was like, no, I want to change the industry and I want to be different and, and help those around me love the industry and look at it from a less narcissistic egotistical point of view and more of like a beautiful like let's create some art and grow and also pay our bills you know what else do you need right (laughs) sounds good to me (laughs) so how has your sobriety uh enabled you to you know be so busy and keep up with all these hats that you wear Oh, God. Do you think you'd be, you'd be able to, to do the productivity you do now no. if you were still drinking? No, I would not be where I am. I would not have a second company. I wouldn't be able to, you know, stay in shape, have a great relationship with my friends and family, um, be a great dog mm-hmm. mom. There's no way because I did. I, I seriously did have these days where I couldn't get out of bed. It'd be like probably like 24 hours where I'd be in the dark. Um depressed and then another two mm-hmm. or three days after i would just feel foggy and that could that wasn't from like a bender that wasn't like two straight days of drinking or anything that was one night out where i was binging wow like loaded but like that's what my mental state became like i, I always tell people and they were like well, why can't you just like why can't you drink i'm like because i have a delicate mental state and i know that and i'm aware of it now oh and and yeah. okay to say right like I think I'm just very in tune with myself, even with sugar now. Like if I have too much sugar, I notice I become a mm. agitated or like too much coffee. I become anxious. Like I'm just very like in tune with how, uh, yeah, the, you know, these, they are substances affect my mental state. So, so yeah, in answer to your question, there is no freaking way I could balance the way I do. Um, if I was still drinking, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it would, yeah, I would, I'd be definitely having breakdowns and, and things would be suffering. So, so that's another thing that keeps me, keeps me from drinking and, and in a sober mind state is that I love, I love what I do and I never feel stressed. Like it's definitely a very beautiful yeah. balance right now. So nothing is going to come in the way of that, especially um, taking steps backwards and even considering going back to who, who I used to be and what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're just so peaceful and 
just so content with what you're doing. Like, not content. That's not the word at all. But <laughs> scratch that. Um, it just sounds like you're so full of joy with what you're doing. And you just have so much energy. I do. I never had this energy before. I have it in spurts before, but now it's like I have a consistent yeah. happiness and consistent energy, like all the time. Like people always say that too. Like my friends who know I can barely drink coffee because yeah. they're like, nah, she doesn't need coffee. She's good <laughs> with coffee. Like, yeah. like go, go, go all the time because I'm, I'm loving it. I'm like, I've just been on a really beautiful yeah. life high since removing this, I guess you could say like darkness from my life. It was the only thing that didn't quite work. It didn't make sense. And again, mm. I didn't, I, I, it was weird. I never had to really look in the mirror and plan this or like, you know, go to recover or anything because it just, it happened the way it was supposed to. And that's like mm -hmm. the one thing I, I tell to a lot of people who, because some of, some people are like, okay, well, what do I have to do? I have to go to recovery to go to detox. I'm like, well, you might have to, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what your story is for me. It worked to do yeah. a little cleanse. And then I realized, whoa, this is great. Right. And so, so, so sometimes if I meet someone and they're like, maybe not like super deep, dark into the addiction, they're more of just a habitual partier. I'll tell them, start off with 30 days and see how you feel. And, and don't make these huge yeah. uh, goals that are like, I want to quit forever right away. Because that often I've seen like my friends um, and networks fail when they, when they put too much pressure on themselves, like just try and right. test it out and then go from there and then see like, like what I did, I was like 30 days and then six months and then a year. And then now it's like basically forever. Like I can't see myself ever going back to it. Like it's like indefinitely, this is who I am. And, but that didn't happen overnight, right? Like I had to grow and figure it out. It was, right. it was right for me. But, um, but I think a big thing that I want to do going forward, um, I think I talked to you the other day about this is, um, I have made the mistake of not, of like thinking that whenever someone reaches out to me, I have to like help them. Like when they're like, Oh, Heidi, how do you drink? Mm. And so I'll, I'll like, you know, spend an hour or two going for coffee with them and, and I'll take it on. And I, I right. learned recently that I'm not a professional. I'm just a girl who figured it out and, and for myself in my own way. And that there are many people right. out there like yourself who specialize in this and have the tools to figure out each individual and, and a better way to help them. So I'm learning now to right. pass on proper context and set some personal boundaries when it comes to who I let in and what I take on because I'm like really empathetic and I want to save the world, but I know I can't yeah. without sacrificing my own self and you know, my companies and my dog <laughs> like, and the time I have for all that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not superwoman. Like I can't save the world, but I can definitely um, pass on some great context and, and tools and resources. Yeah. And that, and I mean, like, like I said at the beginning of this interview and you just solidified that mm -hmm. you are like the queen of boundaries. Yeah. It's you really are. And you say it so eloquently that you don't even realize that you're setting a boundary or maybe the other person you're talking to isn't really realizing it, Yeah, but you just say it so genuinely and eloquently. I just think it's so important. Like, that we do, we honor boundaries mm -hmm. and, and how you feel inside and, and do it inexcusably because it's at the end of the day, like you really need to take care of yourself or you can't begin to take care of others or love others or be a great version of yourself if you're not honoring 
it's, it's just all, I believe it's like the key to happiness is just being, having that like authentic truth within yourself, which is knowing your boundaries and practicing them and, and communicating them. Right. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yes, totally. I think the sirens in the background are just oh, like, this God. is the nugget from the episode. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. <laughs> you can say you did that in, in uh, editing after. <laughs> right. Post-production mm-hmm. sirens. This is the takeaway. Listen for the sirens. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been so, so great to talk to you. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. your experience and your knowledge with us. Oh, my pleasure. And, you know, I, I have to agree with you. Like, you know, the your boundaries are, are so important. And it's like the biggest form of self-care. Definitely. And where can people find you? So on Instagram, which is where I do most of my blogging on my Insta stories, is that, I think that's what people call it, mm-hmm. um, at Heidi Y, H E I D I G W A I I. Um, that's probably the number one. Um, uh, my companies are Kaisa Management, K Y S A M G M T. Um, yeah, I just think probably either of those are great, um, to follow me and connect with me. And, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me yeah. on. I think this is really beautiful what you're doing. A sober sober girls guy, right when you said the name, I was like, oh my gosh, how have we not met? <laughs> like you're doing you're doing it. This is really beautiful. Oh. Thank you so much. Well, I I like to share stories from people like you who are not just, you know, talking the talk. You're walking the walk. And it really shows and just being around you and meeting you the other day. I was instantly motivated and inspired by you and just how you are. So I had to share it with everyone. Same here. You got an electric energy yourself (laughs) and I'm very inspired by by what you have. So thank you for making this and, uh, and for taking the time to interview me today. I'm honored. I'm truly honored. I love when podcast interviews turn into love fests. How great is that? And how amazing is Heidi? See, you never know. You never know what the gifts of sobriety can give you. What a seemingly innocent 30-day challenge turned into an amazing, amazing life experience. She upped her productivity, her mood has been elevated, and just her being, her vibrancy, her light and bright and fun energy. Isn't that something we are all after? Once again, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. We love hearing your feedback. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. Check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com. Always have tips, tricks, and great articles for you. And if you haven't yet picked up my book, yes, I wrote a book, Save Your Own Damn Life is available on Amazon now. It will be at your door in less than 48 hours. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.